Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Tuck Rule Takes. Uh, welcome back. Uh, this is episode 43. I am Mike Sullivan, but if you've been here for 43 episodes, you can call me Sully. I am wearing my alien shirt. My aliens are playing beer pong on the shirt. Aliens exist. That's what the shirt is. We had a whole conversation about it before we hit record. Um, great conversation. Great aliens. Um, aliens do exist. You can tell because they are playing beer pong with me as always. Fresh off, fresh off the parquet floor, putting up a nice 20 piece assists abound, rebounds everywhere. Couple fouls because he's a tough player. He's the Marcus Smart type of a player. With me, as always, the Irishman himself, Liam McDade. Liam, I know how you're doing, but you tell everybody how you're doing right now. War torn, withered, but happy to be here. (laughs) Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Um, and that's actually a good segue because there is going to be no no real bullshitting beforehand. Um, happy to be here. There was apparently one person who was not happy to be in New England. As we know, that is Thomas Edward Patrick dipshit Brady. Um, if you have been living under a rock, you do not know this. So I will I will tell you um, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they have lost. They've been they got in trouble. They got in trouble for their. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, they got yeah. Fucked. yeah, yeah, they got in trouble for um basically tampering with well, not basically, they got in trouble for tampering on. with um with Tom Brady in the 2019 season and then actually throughout the 2019 season. Um s- sanctions, sanctions abound with them. What they got, they got their 2023 first round pick completely bounced. taken away from them um bounced took it away um the they got fined 1.5 million dollars um which i mean for a football team that's not i feel like that's not uh that's that's not, not a bunch. too much um yeah. yeah that's a less than a minimum contract yeah not crazy um but they also lost their 2024 third round pick um what the nfl said they violated the integrity of the game and again that's for tampering with the one and only Tom Brady when he was a New England Patriot and also when he was a buck last season. Um, For some reason, somehow, Tom Brady is sliding once again. He's getting no criticism here. Um, I don't understand. I've read probably three or four articles, blogs, whatever you want to call them, and all of them are saying, like, you know, the – the, the Dolphins should be, you know, their their picks, their fine. That money should go to the Patriots. Those picks should go to the Patriots. You know, um, they now the that would be that, sweet. That would be awesome. I feel I feel like that would be that's how the, the I think they're should be. be shit. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. That well, they're I mean, we know the Dolphins are not going to be good. Um, but Stephen Ross is freaking out, saying that the league came down hard on them. Everyone's like they should have came down on you, blah, blah, blah. No one is talking. When you have a conversation with someone, Liam, is it possible to have a conversation? Well, I guess it is, but you can't just have a conversation with yourself. There has to be someone on the other end of that phone. That other person, Tom Brady, is getting no criticism, and I don't understand it. Liam, how do you feel about this? Because I, I, I have been upset since I read it, and I've seen the lack of any sort of negativity being thrown towards Tom Brady. I really wish these fucking Tom Brady stories would just stop already. It's so annoying that we constantly have to talk about this fucking guy. It really is. Ugh, I 
it's such a strange situation that, of course, he gets no criticism. The league doesn't dish out any punishments. If the league dished out a punishment, the criticism would follow. It would amp people up. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen anyone really speaking out about how Tom Brady should get in trouble here. He's on a team. He was on a team when this happened. It was reports that it happened again last season. Yeah, it was again last season, too. So on two mm-hmm. separate teams, he's going yep. behind teams' backs to try and make this crazy plan to, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. I, but he, he wants is. to be too much. Yeah, he is. I hate to say it. I'm like, ugh, I'm like holding back. Like, really? But he is. He is. And that's just me being bitter. But without a doubt. But he's just – he's trying to – make himself a super athlete like uh, like Michael Jordan did in a sense where Michael Jordan was president of the Wizards and the player for him Tom Brady was like all right well if I'm in this category you know seven Super Bowls everyone calls me the goat undisputed now exactly so it's gone to his head it's so obvious since he's left the Patriots it's all commercialized it's all about Tom making money, all these goat jokes going around. Tom Brady's always on Twitter poking fun at himself. Ooh, I can't believe the skinny guy made it this far. Yet we get it. It's clearly gone to his head. He's pulling a Michael Jordan. He wants to do something that no one in the NFL has done before, being a president, being a player. And the Dolphins were one of the teams that were just stupid enough to even consider that possibility. And, of course, they get caught for it because it's the Dolphins and it's a dumpster fire organization. I don't get it. I like there's no criticism toward Tom Brady. He's still on a team. This happened with two separate teams. The Patriots nice. organization, yeah, the Patriots organization organization should be flipping out. The Bucks should be flipping out. Mm-hmm. I get it with Sean Payton. He's not in the league. He's not on a team. He's technically retired. Yep. Even then, you still have to ask permission for the Saints. But if Sean Payton answers, if Sean Payton talks back to them, whether he's supposed to or not, he's not committed to a team right now. He's not in the league. So that's completely different. If Tom Brady retired, stayed retired, this would be a different story, at least for the Buccaneers aspect. With the Patriots aspect, that's still really shitty. As a Patriots fan, that just shows how out on the Patriots Tom Brady was in that last year. He was done. Completely done. done. Talking to the Dolphins, you got to be completely checked out. A rival, a division, and like, granted, yeah, sure. Oh, well, they're not rivals because you always beat them, but it's still a division rival. I- I'm I'm reading all the like the little snippets and everything right now from it. Uh, the NFL in their thing said impermissible communications with quarterback Tom Brady in 2019 through 2020, uh, while he was under contract with the New England Patriots. Those communications began. August 2019 continued throughout the season and the postseason. Do you remember? I think the Patriots went 12 and three to start that year or something like that. And then just, they started to kind of fumble around a little bit. They sucked. The Titans playoff game was horrible. horrible. I, I believe Gronk in one of his interviews said that that year the vibes felt weird yeah in, uh, in, in new england um yeah he said it was different you know it just felt there was a weird tom brady was being weird in a lot of his interviews like he was kind of saying or, or you know not it, it was just all very weird and you know why it was weird because of this shit because he had one foot in the door and one foot out he wanted I'm to sure go it to was Miami. obvious it's it's ridiculous. You know, people who have been with him, your Matthew Slater's, your Devin McCourty's, your Gronk's, your Edelman's, yeah. players who have been there forever are probably looking at it and they're like, something's something's like, off. 
Tom didn't come in today at five in the morning, or he it's doesn't have that weird. same luster. He doesn't yeah. have that same gusto. Like everyone, get in the huddle. We're gonna practice our ass off today. Like no, yeah, it probably wasn't it's like weird. that. I'm yeah, sure it was like, fantastic. I'm sure he worked hard, but it probably wasn't up to that Tom Brady level. And they're like, there's no way in hell it was. There's no way in hell. It, it, it's almost like like the way I put it. Okay, so you're 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 in a relationship with someone. You can kind of see that the relationship's going down. You still have love for that person. You're kind of like, oh, I don't know. Then all of a sudden, the shiny new girl from Miami comes to talk to you, and you're like, oh, you know Miami like, girls. Now she's giving me attention. She she's giving me so much attention. She yeah. wants she wants me to immediately move in with her, which. Miami wanted him to be a part owner. So that's how I'm equating that. Of and, course. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can go there. It's nice. It's sunny down there. I can bring, wait, you're telling me I can bring, not only can I move in with you, but, but now, but now you're going to bring in your other lady friend, Sean Payton to live with yeah. us too. Oh my God. That sounds like a great situation. Cause like my girlfriend now she's getting kind of old. She's a little yeah, curmudgeon. Like, I don't know if I want to so stick well. with that. Still love her. You know, don't get me wrong, but, but it's not you. It's me. I need to move on. Not this only is that, bullshit. they want they want you to date both of them. They want you to be the first Mormon person in Miami. In Miami history, you will be the first Mormon, and you're just fired up about it. You want to break? You want to make history? You're like, fuck yeah, let's let's start of a course. Mormonism down here. Of course, and then you're like, wait a minute, and then every once in a while, I get to see my ex of here and there, and yeah. I kind of get to show get a sticker to her face that I'm yeah. over here with this girl. Yeah, that's it. Fuck you, Tom Brady. That's what he did. I don't understand how he's getting the pass here. He literally was sick to the detriment of his own team, the team that he's been with for 20 plus years, who we, you and I, have figured yeah. out that he did not really give a shit about. Everybody else is still suckling at his teeth for some reason. He does. He did the not Dolphins care about five. 11 that season that's what? just it. He, the jets were better it doesn't even make sense that's the thing it doesn't he he it's it, like the whole the the team he must have doesn't really make sense. fucking hated it at the end that's the thing he and i i see people you got your sports writers your tommy currents trying to make excuses like listen i know it's a bad thing that he did this but you know they gave him that bullshit extension which really was nothing and this and that Brady and the Patriots have been playing ball like that for the last five, six, seven years yeah. of his contrast. But now all of a sudden is when he's going to is when he's going to, you know, look now outside, look outside it. the relationship and try to get your jollies off somewhere else. What are you, yeah. what are you talking about? Is it do you think it's a, like a publicity thing where Tom Brady is now once again the face of the league and they don't want to, you know, suspend him because well, this is. This is a big offense. Like I would say minimum, you know, he's got Deshaun Watson suspension, like six games. Like yeah. this is pretty big. The, the Dolphins are sacrificing a first round pick. That's about as serious as it gets. Oh, that's huge. That they, yeah. it, it, the thing is the Dolphins sacrifice that they didn't even get the player. So yeah. they're, they're stuck with Tua and they yeah. lost their first round. Pick. And they lost like, they and fucked. they lost their head coach because yeah. of a whole nother issue, which was a great head like, coach. No, no issues with Ryan Flores, but yet yeah. they they lost him in in all because he wanted to win by. games. They were like, exactly. we, we want to lose. We'll slip you a couple bucks if you lose, and he's like, I'll make less and win. And they're did like, you, no, no, no. 
I get. I guess Stephen Ross said that 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 was a joke. Like I guess he in in the findings because I read a fair amount of it before I came on here. Yeah. Where I guess he he kept saying like you know I think we need to focus more on the draft as opposed to the season. He kept saying that, and then I guess when he offered Flores and you know whoever else in the coaching staff money, he said that that was a joke. Said, buddy, that's not a joke. You can't be saying this the whole time. <laughs> that like hey, I don't, buddy. Here you go, and just slides a pile of money over. I don't think we're gonna do well this Sunday. And Brian it doesn't Ford's make like, any um, sense. That's like that that that's like me. That's like me and you hanging out and all day. Me being like, yeah, that'd be crazy if we got some pizza later, right? And then like like an hour later, dude, you know what I was just thinking about? Remember remember the pizza thing I brought up before? Like that'd be weird, right? And then like later on the night, I was like, dude, take this money and go get some pizza. You're like, dude, I don't want pizza. And I'm like, I was just kidding. Like, like, I don't, dude, why do I don't want, about I don't actually want pizza. the pizza. That's what's <laughs> happening here. I don't, this entire situation is weird. And then you throw in the Tom Brady mix on top of it. And I don't, the, the people in this town and around the league really are just like, they're, they put Brady on such a high pedestal, which in some cases he's deserving of, but in this, yes. they don't even want to kind of criticize him. Friggin', he, he got suspended on the Patriots. He can get suspended on the box. Like it's That's really, I, I don't know what the difference is. Cause Patty Mahomes wasn't in the league when he got suspended. He was Tom Brady was still basically the best player in the league. Like it was Peyton Manning at that time. Friggin' um, and Aaron Rodgers. Was Aaron Rodgers. Yep. That. Russell Drew Wilson Brees was, was Drew Brees. Yeah. So like, there were other it... big names, but come on. Like friggin' Patrick Mahomes is right there with hit Tom Brady right now in the league. Josh Allen at this point is starting, you know, to the to yep. no everyone keeps talking about, about Josh Allen. Allen. He's up there who, by the way, he started a fight with one of his offensive linemen or one of his D linemen. So that was good. I practice. wish they snuffed him. But um, I, I don't think, and I was trying to find out, and I, it's probably easy. I just, my simple mind couldn't figure it out. I don't think that Brady technically broke any rules in talking wow. to the Dolphins. Cause I think that as a, like as a player, if you, I don't know. Cause I think as a team talking to, I don't know if, if he did break a rule or if there is like a black and white rule in the NFL rule book where a player cannot talk to another team. Cause I know there obviously is with the organization talking to a player, yeah. but it's almost like, is it like that weird loophole where like the player can talk to them because the player doesn't really have any power to, to make yeah. any signing decisions or something like that. Either way, it's stupid. He still sat there was, was putting the Patriots Jersey on his back every single day. Meanwhile, he's fantasizing about playing and being a part owner of a shitty team in, in Miami. You know why he wanted to be, to, he wanted to be a part owner in Miami because he can never beat Miami in Miami. So he's like, the only way that I can beat them there is if I Can't literally them, own them. them or if I'm on the team, yeah. it, impossible. He would probably suck in Miami because he wouldn't know how to win. In um in 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 their that team is pretty suspect too. Do you remember uh, when Earl Thomas ran after um was it uh Jerry Jones? It was the, Jerry Jones. Yeah. yeah, and he like ran after him and was like, "Come get me!" When he Come was on the me. Seahawks. Yep. Yeah, yep. and yeah. I remember that was a huge story at the time, and he didn't get in any trouble for it. So it must not be illegal for players to do that. But yeah, that I was a like huge like moral thing. Yeah, it was an integrity thing. And yep. all the Seahawks, his teammates were like, dude, what the fuck? Oh, I'd be like, pissed. They're like, you're kind of our entire defense. Like Cam Chancellor had retired. Richard Sherman had been traded. They're like, mm-hmm. dude, you can't do this. Him and, yeah, it was basically him and Bobby Wagner. Yeah. And, you know, like, and a couple other people. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come get me. So, I like, that's know. just a shitty thing to do. If it's not illegal, it's a shitty thing to do. 
That's what it is. And I think right now, Patriots fans and Tom Brady, no Patriots fans and Tom Brady fans are just afraid to criticize him. Like they are going to need him to literally break a rule. And even then, I don't think they would criticize him. But it's just, it's so weird to me that he is skating by and getting zero, zero criticism, you know, or like if, if someone does, they're like, oh yeah, sure. It was kind of shitty for him, but like you got to see it was a shitty situation at the end in New England and blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. I don't care. Then wait till the season's over. You want to sit there and say you're team first and, you know, you're Mr. Tom Brady. I put the team before everybody. Bullshit. This is, again, showing yeah. that Tom Brady isn't this golden boy that, or at least for the second half himself, of his career. His legacy, exactly. his image. He's superficial yep. as yep. hell. Now, to, to start his career, I don't think he was like this, no, obviously. I think great. he would, you know, for the first maybe This two didn't happen until, I'd say, 2018. 2017. You when I think this started, when he started putting up all those numbers in losing in Super Bowls, in losing and, and, you know, not winning. And then all yeah. of a sudden, because, you know, he probably looked in the mirror talking to Giselle and she's probably in his ear, too, because, you know, she likes she, you know, he can't throw and catch at the same time. You know, he was probably sitting there looking in the mirror like, what else can I do? It's not me. So yeah. if it's not after me, the Eagles rule, when he threw for five oh five, he's like, exactly. Yep. God damn. Yep. He's like, and he's I like, I don't know. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know what else I could have done other than hit James White on the outlet, you know, coming out of the yeah. backfield well, instead of getting strip sacked. But it's like done that. But it's like I think that that had to be like where the seeds were planted for this. It would make a and lot now, of sense. And, and, and then it kind of turned into the whole, like, now I'm going to bring, you know, my, you know, Alex Guerrero in, you know, in my little yeah. document, in my little documentary, I'm going to show that, like, we had to sneak him into our little private fuck room so, like, he could rub me down <laughs> and no one could go. And it's like, I it, so he can rub like, me down. The more the more you look at it, I don't understand how Bill Belichick comes off as the villain in this story, because Bill Belichick always put the Patriots first. You know, yeah. and, and, and you yep. can say you can you can pick out a handful of moves like, um, you know, not signing certain people or, you know, benching Malcolm Butler. But at yep. the end of the Trading day, trading guys early, the the outcome of these moves does not change the reasoning behind them. He did all yeah. these because he thought it would help the team, not yep. because he was trying to stroke his ego, not because he was trying to do all these things. It, he always puts the team first. Tom Brady for the second half of his career did not do that. And you're starting to find out now that he on every he talk show financially that, wasn't like, doing yeah. like that. Bill has this crazy ego and I look at it and I'm like, am I missing something here? Like what about, what are they seeing that I'm not that Bill has this insane ego. It's like, are you just trusting these reports that people say? Because I see Tom Brady and all the commercials and the throwing the football all the way to the moon. Oh my God. It's like, yeah, the, oh, gosh, my golly. He's in on the joke. He's like, you know, yeah. like you said, you know, oh, look at this skinny guy. Crazy. He got to be the this gangly white guy become the greatest quarterback ever. Six round it's pick. not funny when the cool guy, it's not funny when the cool guy pretends that he's now in on the joke. It's like, yeah. it, it, it has never been cool. It will never be cool. Like, no. just like now Gronk and his commercials is playing the stupid guy. And it's like, dude, you're 30 something years old. Stop acting like you're the big yeah. dumb Read a book. guy. It's not yeah. funny anymore. Yeah. But both of them, they can both fuck off. But, uh, but I just, Tom just Brady weird. needs to be vilified more. And I think we'll do it. Saying that a couple of years ago when he first left, you kind of got put in the circle where it's like, oh, you're just butthurt that he left. And yeah, you know, we were obviously Definitely. upset that he left. Yeah, that sucked. But, but but now I feel like people are or they have to 
start to see that Tom Brady isn't this godlike he got he got burned by the Patriots guy that you all think he is. He's not. If anybody has the ego, it's him. It's not yeah. the whole oh, you know, who's who you know who who got who out of town, craft picked Belichick over Brady, Bubba. Of course he did, because Belichick's yeah. a coach, Brady's a like it's just it, the 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 glass needs to shatter at some point on these people's houses how they think Tom Brady is. And if this yeah. doesn't do it where he literally to the detriment of the team that you and I'm Two talking teams. to Patriots fans that Patriots and Bucks fans to the detriment of the team that you cheer for that you cheer for he was not fully focused on the game. He yep. was trying to weasel his way down to Miami and bring Sean Payton with him and become a part owner player. Like you said, become one of the first or the first one to do all that stuff. And that's awesome. And all that you can, he is not this squeaky clean golden boy. He's just yeah. not, I, I, I oh, yeah. I'm sick. I'm sick of pretending that he is. I'm sick. If you're, Hey, if you're getting a haircut, you want your barber thinking about, Oh man, I'm going to cut the shit out of the next guy's hair. The next guy's going to get the nicest fucking haircut around. I'd be like, yo, buddy, you got scissors to my neck. Fix my shit I mean, up dude, top. You, you slip once at my ears gone. So mm. please stop. Yeah, That's the thing. Like if you, yeah. any, any job, any yeah. job, like, uh, like anything you can think of, even if you're just like scanning things at the register or whatever, it's like, you don't want someone to not be like, I, I am a deliver, uh, delivery driver for Amazon. You, sir. As someone who orders a package, you don't want me thinking of my next eight of my stop, you know, no. whatever, eight stops from that, because you want to get your pack. You don't want me missing it and fucking that all up to that small example, to this giant one where you have fans who literally live and die for the sport. But yet when it yeah. comes to Tom Brady, everybody's blissfully ignorant and looks the other way because they're too busy ball washing them and they'll be, oh, Mr. Oh, Brady, do you want me to do you want me to bend over for you now? What do you want? Can I get a TV 12 hat? Oh my God. Yeah, please. It'll look so good on my head. I, can you, can you, can I lick you? Like all this stupid shit. I, I hate it. I, I Tom Brady to me is the villain in, yes. in this Patriots, Tom Brady breakup story. He, he is the one, he is the villain in the story, not Bill Belichick. I don't know how he's, he's skating by that's it. And I think, I hope that I, I can't even say that. I hope it happens because it would have happened already. People are yeah, no, like, it's not happening. It's, it's it's not going to happen because with the because with the Patriots, people are just going to say, oh, well, he was trying to get out from, you know, big dictator, Darth Vader, Belichick. And then with the Bucks, they're going to say, well, Bruce Arians was a clown. He was trying to yeah. get away. There's, There's always, always something that's so weird. Always. when he, it, it, Remember the big conspiracy when he retired and it was like he's just trying to retire to get out from under that contract so we can go be a part owner of the Dolphins. And people were like, that's a yeah. crazy conspiracy. I don't know about that. Well, guess yeah. what? It was they're right. Like, that's was, so far fetched. You're like, oh, it's actually not. It was it was close fetched. It was not far fetched. It was yeah. all all true. It was a handoff. It, it, the easy easiest call in the history of plays. The the crazy part that I've seen the big brain conspiracy is you know how this all started because Belichick sent the wrong text to Brian Flores saying like congrats yes. Brian and then that's when they opened up the thing and now those that text messages this, are hilarious. And that essentially that not essentially that was the door that led to the investigation that led to the tampering that led to this. People are saying big brain Bill Belichick was like, listen, Tom Brady, you little fuck, you <laughs> weasel shit. 
I saw you texting Miami when you were on the bench when we were losing to, yeah. to Tennessee. So you know what? I am going to miss text Brian Flores. So then he all of a sudden releases these things. Everything happens, and you aren't going anywhere fucking near yeah, Miami. You, you meant to text Brian bitch. Dable, right? Brian, uh, the, my, exactly. uh, the, the Giants. I mean, exactly. oh my god, yeah. He's yep. like, congrats on the Giants job. That <laughs> and Brian started... Flores like. I interviewed this morning, but I think I did really well. And he goes, "Yep, uh, I fucked up." <laughs> it's yep. like there's a, it's like they're gonna hire Brian Dayball, but good luck, my man. <laughs> yep, yeah, and then Be everything out. snowballed to this. So I think if I I hope that that was the case because that is just so one of those funny. things where Bill's you have just to just in round his living applause. room and he's like. You know, he gets the word from one of his colleagues or whatnot, like, hey, during the oh, yeah. 2019 season, Tom Brady was up to some fishy shit, and he just tried it again down in Tampa Bay. Bill's like, mm, all right, well, well I won't let this shit. one slide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like... Fires off a couple texts, just puts his phone next to him and goes back to whatever he's watching. Mm-hmm. Kind of gives one of these. Film. Yep. yep. Gives one of these. He's like, all right, job finished. Mm-hmm. Yep, job done, job complete, and now he just yep. sits back. It's it's that it's that meme hey, of the awesome, kids swinging bro. on the swings with like the fire behind them. Belichick's just you know cultivating a brand new apart. dynasty. Yeah. Yep, all yep. while you got Tom Brady now uh, embroiled in this. You got a division rival losing their first like, round pick. He's like, let's ruin let's ruin some days here. I'm gonna take let's out Brian Dable's day, Brian Flores' day, and then in a year I'm gonna really fuck Tom Brady over this yep. one. All right, I'm fire. Big brain stuff. Chess, chess, not checkers. That is why I never really liked that dolphin zoner either. Let's get (laughs) one of these in here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I never really. We don't. I, I I could never really win down there. So I think we'll fuck with them too. Why not? Right. Let's get him out as well. That is. That's that's crazy. It's just. I don't know. I. I just. I wish that people would get out from under the Tom Brady lenses, the Tom Brady glasses, and just see that like. You guys, yes, the Dolphins were tampering with someone. The person he was tampering with should get blame as well. Like, it's just common sense. But, you know, like like we've said, when it's Tom Brady, just the blinders come on and no one, no one does anything. Everybody kind of chooses to look the other way. And I do not choose that life. I choose to see reality, not this Tom Brady reality, weird world you all live in. So Tom Brady, good job. You tampered. You essentially killed the 2019 um, Patriots season. Um, You know, maybe that's why your last though with the Patriots was a pick six. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. know, Maybe, maybe if you weren't, you know, trying to think of the right emoji to send Steven Ross, you wouldn't have thrown that pick. Maybe you would have beat Tennessee in the playoffs. Who knows? Um, Very winnable game. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not still salty. Yeah, no, no, no. Me neither. Me neither. It, again, I'm not even salty anymore that he left. I am just salty how everything transpired because he left. Yeah. I'm on. We are moving on to bigger and better things with with Mac Jones and the whole. Like I said, the the dynasty that's being cultivated, that's being you know put in the ground, watered, tended to right now. Um, and unless you have anything else to talk about with this Tom Brady bullshit, I would actually like to get to the team that we that we cheer oh, for. Yeah, um, spare me. Who who is the who or who are who is who are the New England who Patriots? Um, there's a, a, a lot of like little storylines going on right now. Um, the first and foremost, uh, let me see here. I just wanted to make sure that I get 
his contract right. Jake Bailey, punter extraordinaire for the New England Patriots. He had a down year last year, but yeah. in 2020, he was no, number one ranked punter. Um, yeah, of course he did. Of course he did. Right now, he got a three-year extension. Um, his cap number dropped, which is actually good. It dropped like a million bucks, I think, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, he got he signed through 2025. Why can't I see his why can't I see his contract anywhere? Oh, there it is. Four year, $13.5 million. Um, he signed through 2025. Um, best punter in the league. Uh, he's getting paid like it now. Again, I'm not gonna look too much into uh last year um because i don't think you know like the numbers may not have been great but just watching him punt it wasn't all that but he had a few bad games which i think really screwed up his um screwed up his stats but um i'm excited i love jake bailey um i think that he is the best punter in the league if not the best he's one b i don't know who the best would be um you'd have to think of someone else but I'm pumped about it. Also lowers the cap number a little bit. So um, Pat's get like just under $2 million in cap space. Um, any, is this anything? Weird? What? That they, that they signed a punter. Uh, like think... he's great. He's great. He's great. I, l- I love him. The Patriots have had a long string of fantastic punters. Yeah. Going back to my man, Zoltan Mesco. So not, he's not even dead. Oh I just point God. to the heavens. Yeah, I know. What was it? The ball. I was I was about to Google it. I was like, wait, yeah. Zoltan, I always point to the he- well, I point to the heavens because that's where he would kick the ball. It's a little, but um, Ooh, it's a good one. Yeah, see what I did. Yep. But yep. yeah, so look, but like the Patriots, they don't pay anyone. That's their thing. Mm. That's their mo. We didn't pay Lawyer Malloy. We didn't pay Richard Seymour. Like we ship these guys out. We we didn't pay Asante Samuel. We don't pay these studs. We just paid a kicker. I mean, a punter. Doesn't yeah. matter. They do the same thing. Yeah, it's just oh, it's just very strange to me. I like it. He's great. Yeah, more for power sure. to us. Like you said, it saves us in cap. But when I saw it, I was like, really? Like we we've let better players go and not sign them, and we're gonna lock in a punter, which I think is very replaceable position. Like kickers are a little different to me. Like there are a lot of shitty kickers yeah. out there, but. With punter, it's like just, just kick the fucking ball high. Like there are the elite ones. Andy just Lee was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, you I got know. J- Johnny Hacker, who's a, a significantly above average and can throw the ball. He might be. He might be the number one, if not for Jake Bailey, because I know yeah. even Belichick loves him. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like so. If you're getting one of those guys, where it's like Johnny Hacker has special teams trick play potential throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Throw the bag yeah. at him. He's he he does something other than just what every punter should do by definition. I don't know yeah. when I I don't hate it, but when I saw this, I thought it was fucking weird. It is weird to think of because it, it's you know at a time where I think this whole off season people are worried about who's going to play where it pre- pretty much every position. Yeah, Belichick signing him though, I think it kind of is a very. And I feel like we say this about almost all the moves they do. It's a very Belichick move in the sense where. He does value like the, the the hidden yards, the special teams where, you know, kicking, you know, downing a ball at the six, five, four yard line is better than the downing it at the 20 or having a touchback or yeah. something like that. So I think it's just, you know, Belichick probably saw that, you know, he could he could keep this guy 
he, he values what he does. He values special teams. Like I said, more than probably the majority of coaches in the league. And I think we've seen that ever. I think, I think we've seen that pay dividends for the most part. I don't think there's ever been a time where, where it's kind of been like, Oh, why does he, why does he spend so much time in special teams? Cause Patriots are, are normally the team that's almost always as zipped up as they can be on special teams when it comes to kicking, when it comes to punting, when it comes to down everything pretty much. So it's, it's, it's very important. I don't want to undersell special teams. No, no, either. no. But I get what you're saying. It is. It's, it's not even, I don't even know if weird is right. It's just one of those ones that makes you go like, huh? Okay. Like, yeah, that's good. Like, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like, why did they sign him? You know, they could have used that money to do X, Y, and Z. It's like, not yeah. that at all. It's just like, Oh, it's a weird thing for <laughs> I, I like special teams, but if you're going to give somebody on special teams a contract like punt returner or Matt, Matthew Slater or any anyone that's like, I don't know, like a great kicker like Adam Vinatieri, I wish they continued to pay him. Yeah, yeah. Guskowski well, I mean, he played until he was, was like fan, Yeah, um, yeah. Jesus, Guskowski, I get it. He was sick for a while, then he fell off really steep. Mm-hmm. Punter, it just feels weird to me. I'm like. Yeah. I understand the importance. The yep. 2010 Chargers, number one offense, number one defense, missed the fucking playoffs because they gave up five kick returns for a touch or five kick and punt returns for touchdowns. Yeah, completely. God. They couldn't hit Ridiculous. field goals. They shit themselves constantly. It was all because of their specialty. So it's very important. But a punter for all this, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I, th- I think he signed Zoltan the... Mesco and uh, who's who the other kicker? Brandon, Brandon no. Allen? No. I can think the other punter. Who was the guy we had before, Jake Bailey? And he was really good too. Like Belichick Remember, seems to he, find he got these bundled guys. on this one play. Like it was a missed uh he missed the snap. It went over his head against the Jets. He ran after it, got absolutely crushed. Adrian, who was that? He was so good. Year by year. I'm gonna look up because I can think of it. I can't think of Jake Bailey, Ryan Allen. Is that who you said? Ryan Allen. Yes. No, Ryan Allen, Allen. That's who it was. Brandon yep. Allen's a backup quarterback. Yep. So Ryan Allen. Yep. Yeah. Ryan Allen was here from 2013 to 2019. Um, so I, yeah, you know, I guess when he finds good, good punters, he, he signs them. I get, but again, it's just, it's just strange, but I mean, I don't know. I'm the, the net, like the complete outcome of my thoughts for it. I'm happy that he's here. I think that it's a, it's an overall net positive for the team. It's weird. Um, like, cause, cause it is, I mean, he's not only like you said, you know, Patriots don't pay anyone. It's one of those things where they, they like to spread out all the payments, but he is now the highest paid at his position, which is something that they didn't do that often. So yeah. I think that's maybe Belichick changing with the times. I think when they drafted, um, it's like a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago. They drafted Michael Rohrwasser, however the hell you say his yeah, last Rohwasser. name. The guy that the, had like the, the Nazi the guy that kicker. Had, yeah. And I think that was going to eventually be like the next guy or like, you know, because he does like to kind of stagger the punters and draft him here and there. I think it's yep. just whatever he, whoever he was drafting or anything didn't work. So he was like, you know, we have the money, you know, he's, he's the top in his, you know, at his position. Let's just sign him, get over. It's just another crucial part of the team in his eyes that he doesn't have to worry about but i do agree just a little funky little yeah. little uh little weird I, guess, move. I guess my recap or like my my ending thoughts on this it's like it's the forrest gump approach one less thing like all right we don't have to worry about a punter and he's exactly. probably going to be here for five years so sweet yep 
Yep. Um, another signing too, because uh, I think, yeah, this happened since our last show. Uh, Devin Godshaw, three years worth $28.3 million. Belichick called him one of the greatest um, tackles or, or, de- or defensive tackles in the league. Um, it's a $10.5 million signing bonus. His cap numbers are uh, just under $9 million, $10.5 million, and $11.8 million. Um, good contract for him. Decent contract for the Patriots. I mean, I think that he he was one of the he's been a bright spot on the defense. Yeah, nothing bad to say about it. You know, especially when I was at Patriots be... camp. He was making some plays too. He's clearly psyched up that he got that deal. Like, good for him. We usually yeah. run two D tackles anyway, and you know, we both share a criminally overexemplified love of Christian mm-hmm. Barmore. So it's like, all right, now we got two oh. studs in the middle. Yep. If if we yep. Had, if I had to choose between one, I'm still choosing Barmore. But oh, I'll, I'll, I like I'll Devin. Pay. Sweet, he kills it. So good for him. Got the bag. Yep. Yep. Good signing. Nothing. Uh, nothing bad to say about it. Um, you mentioned that you went to Patriots training camp. One person who has, I guess, um, been the standout of the entire six days so far, has been one Christian, whatever his middle name is, Barmore. I don't think that my hype level could be any higher for any. I, I think actually any Patriots player, including Mac Jones, I am I am not more excited for than I am when I am for Christian Barmore. I'm more excited for Christian Barmore than I am for anybody else on the team. I think even, he is even even Ronnie Perkins, even. Well, I mean, he's, he's in a, he's in a, Ronnie Perkins, by the way, I guess has been showing flashes. He's starting to fit in now with the defense. So he's doing well. Um, The uh, Raekwon McMillan is doing well. Anthony Jennings is doing well as, um, as well, but yeah, Christian Barmore, I guess has just been blowing people up left and right. He's won every one V one he's had. He's been blowing up everybody from Isaiah wind to Trent Brown. Speaking of Trent Brown, I guess he threw down Matt Judon just, threw him down today at, at practice, which, I mean, that's not, uh, that's not common for Judon. So, uh, but yeah, with Barmore being the standout, when you went to Patriots, um, training camp and everything, what, what were your, did you, did you see anything? Did you kind of like, what were the, what were the vibes who, who stood out to you? I know you mentioned, um, you know, Devin and all that stuff, but how, how was it? How was the overall experience? Did it seem like everybody was excited or or was everybody crying? Cause Tom Brady wasn't there. It was um, it was weird. Last year was a lot more amped, but Cam Newton helped that, of course. You know, when you have a, a former MVP and somebody with high energy like Cam Newton, he would, you know, run right by the crowd, amp them up for each play and whatnot. He's a big energy guy. This felt like it was more like business. Like n- the players weren't very interactive. Everyone was cheering for Mac Jones and Mac Jones was zoned in. No contact with anyone going on. Good. You know, you, like you have, you have, I love it. I was like more power to him and everyone's like yelling, trying to get their attention. I'm not that type. Like I sit there, I'm here to watch you guys play football and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I went with some guys from coach guy. They're all about cheering and trying to get the mm-hmm. players attention for me. I'm like, I want to see what they're doing on the field. I love that they're focused. Kendrick Bourne though. He, he's a man of the people. He, he was one of the few people interacting and whatnot. It was, it was never crazy. It wasn't Cam Newton-esque level, but he would turn around and you could see he was dapping up all the players after big plays and whatnot. He's just like that guy. The um, 
oh, the, the uh, I don't know if he's the wide receivers coach. I think he was. He looks like Lovey Smith. I have no idea what his um, name is. Oh. I like just read his name. To, I feel so bad. I know. Yeah. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. I but, I just read his name like earlier today. Him and Kendrick Bourne look like. After practice, they go out and get slam hammered together and like have a killer night. It's like right. they seem like they're boys. Kendrick Bourne and him, after like Bourne had this killer big play on the sideline, toe tap, mm-hmm. fucking moss this dude, and goes right over the assistant coach. We'll call him Lovey Smith. I feel so bad. I, I'll look <laughs> this up later and amend myself in the next episode, but immediately goes over to Bourne, gives him a big hug and whatnot. You can tell he's just hyping up Kendrick Bourne. He's like, you are the man. Like, that was a killer catch here, this dude. And Bourne reciprocated that to the other teammates and whatnot. I love to see that love and energy that, you know, distributes to a team like that. As for my standouts, they had Damian Harris catching a lot of passes. And I thought that was suspect. I'm like, do not. I get it. It's practice. And they're probably just, you know, every running back goes through every drill. They were throwing a lot to Damian Harris. And I was like, he caught like five passes last year. I was like, we don't need to do this. I thought it was unnecessary. I'm like, throw it to the guys who are actually going to be catching. Ramondre didn't catch a single pass. James White didn't catch us. I don't, I didn't see James White at all. James White, I think is still on pup list. I think think he was still on it when you were there. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, but Ramondre wasn't catching shit. I'm like, come on. Like, get Ramondre involved. He's the one who's going to be catching screens and the the flat routes and whatnot. Give him some catches. But they were feeding Damian Harris pretty hard. There was one wide receiver that was killing all the D-backs, though. You want to take a guess? I'm between two people. Was it – was it – Siri's talking to me. Do you hear that? That was weird. No, I didn't. She's your Siri is always listening. It's it's ridiculous. Um, was it Devontae Parker? It was. It was was? okay. Yep. He was that's why I heard. Oh my god. Smoked uh it it was rookie Marcus Jones just burned him, absolutely roasted him. Uh quick tangent. Marcus Jones looks like a fucking linebacker. He is not a defensive back. Does he? It's so strange. Like up top, like he looks like a He's huge. Like, he's fat. He's strong. I'm like, this dude can't be a cornerback. And Devontae Parker was smoking many Uh, DBs. But in this one particular play, roasted Marcus Jones down the field for a big touchdown. That's what we like to hear. Incredible Danny Amendola-esque back of the end zone kind of snag it over the defender catch that I'm going to post to our Twitter. Devontae Parker looks sick. He looks really I fucking good. You could tell Mac was kind of forcing it to him a little bit because Jacoby Myers caught plenty of them, but it's yeah, don't, slot don't have to worry about that connection. Exactly. Yeah, that connection in, in practice, like he was going to him a lot because that's a Patriots system, the Patriots mm-hmm. way. Feed the slot receiver, he's gonna get the most space. But yep. you could tell a lot of his attention was toward Johnny Smith and Devontae Parker. Oh, be still my heart. Ballin. That. I think it was the practice that because it was it was what a couple days ago when you went correct yeah I remember correctly yeah that was I think afterwards you see all the beat writers writing stuff John Smith I guess is showing up which is yeah that him and I he might be like 
sneaky one of the most important parts of this offense because if you can get him going with you know the routes that he can run the blocking the backfield possibilities it in in one of the um the interviews after practice he was like i'll do whatever they want which has been his mantra the whole time it's like i'll do whatever they need me to do backfield whatever i want to help Devontae parker though i've been seeing that people have been saying he attacks the ball like he he is that threat i guess the patriots are have been throwing more deep passes. They've been working on that more, which everybody should love hearing that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I've heard though. Devonte Parker has been like the, the and big, I had no idea it was big him. one. Cause I, I was like, he's wearing uh, number one, right? Isn't he yeah, wearing, uh, I, I thought, cause I heard Edelman gave him permission to wear 11. So, uh, you know, I sit down in the stands, I get comfortable. I'm looking for 11. And then, you know, the first couple reps they take, I'm like, yo, like I talked to Matty B cause he had the roster. I'm like, who, who's number one. And he's like, Oh, looks it up he's like oh it's Devontae Parker like, don't like, tell me to kill oh, Harry is fucking shit. back literally I'm like <laughs> oh my god because I thought you know you get rid of to kill Harry you give his roster number to like you know one of the no-name guys like yeah, Christian someone, Wilkinson yeah. or something like that yeah Wilkinson mm-hmm. did fine as well but I was like who is number one of course it's Parker yes he was killing them. I loved it I love to hear that I, I I've heard that he's been doing that and I think you'll be happy about this one Nelson Aguilar I guess has looked a lot faster and a lot more comfortable in the offense. And he's even said as much, you know, this week too, Yeah. which God, if you just kind of pie in the sky as an optimistic Patriots fan right now, you have Devonte Parker and Nelson Aguilar. Both yep. can go deep. Aguilar is a little bit more of your burner type where he, yes. he's going to be one that will kind of outrun it. Devonte Parker is going to be one that, that will more go up and attack the ball. Not saying that Nelly won't, but just that's kind yep. of their role. You got, Jacoby Myers in the slot doing his thing. We know he's going to eat. Not worried about yes. that. Kendrick Bourne doing damn near anything else. End arounds. Yeah. It's kind sometimes of like deep. Great all around screens. Receiver. Exactly. You got Taekwon uh, Thornton, who I guess him, him tiny wrist be damned. He has been showing up, I guess. Um, he's, I guess his speed does translate. That's what people are saying. So you kind of sprinkle him in there. You got Hunter Henry. You're going to do his thing. Not worried. If John New Smith can get unlocked a little bit, buddy. Yeah. I, and I, that, like you said, there was a strict underutilization of John New Smith last year. And yeah. I get it. You know, first year in an offense and you got a rookie quarterback, everything. Not a lot of practice time because he had a baby. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was out for because I went to last year's camp. He was out mm-hmm. for the entire practice that I watched. But I saw him. He ran a – it was a, a cover three. The corner on the left side was blitzing, so they had the linebacker going out to the flat and then the safety. It was John Smith on a corner out to the edge, uh, corner of the end zone against the safety. I probably dug her, but I, I don't remember exactly. Just completely perfect ball placement, of course. Mac Jones. Of course. I mean, it. come on. That's yep. We're talking about never, Mac Jones. <laughs> they'll never report that unless you're a Patriots fan. But just completely like one of the classic tight end. Like the, the safety's on his back. He big bodies him, catches the ball away from the safety, and Duggar uh, like falls over. It was like, you know, he's on the ground. John Smith kind of walks. He was already in the end zone, caught it in the end zone, just kind of walks, struts, throws the ball over to the fake referees. Like, right, go time. Like, just shit like that. I was like, beautiful. Feed this guy. He's a possession guy, a red zone threat. Give him the ball in space. He can run it. He can catch it. He can do anything. He's a perfectly versatile tight end. Perfect. He can play fullback. He's fantastic. So I'm like, get this guy involved. I love that. 
he can do everything. I mean, I like when he was with Tennessee, you could see he would catch screens. He'd be in the back, which he he started to to do a little bit of that last year with with the Patriots. Yeah. But like you said, it's just it's almost like they were just kind of holding him back, not not by choice, but more by you know necessity because he you yeah. know he was still learning it and everything. You know, Hunter Henry was there, so he learned everything he got. I mean, I, I think yeah. if there's three people you don't have to worry about on the offense when it comes to targets, receivers, tight ends. Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, and Jacoby Myers. I don't yes. think you have to worry about them at all. Not no. saying that you have to worry about Parker, Aguilar, or, um, you know. I don't worry uh, about Nelly. Thornton. No, it's just one of those things where you kind of just want to see him play to his potential. I think that's what yeah. it is. You know, where, like, you don't really know where where he's going to be. And I think right now everything's fine. I guess Aguilar, um, I, I, I wish you were there to see this because this would have been awesome to see. I guess Jones hit Aguilar with a touchdown, tight window throw in the end zone. He handed the ball to Cole Strange. Cole Strange spiked it. I guess Cole Strange no was pumped. He can't, I, the, the exact quote is uh, Nelson Aguilar handed the ball to an animated Cole Strange to spike it. So can you just Ooh, imagine animated. rookie Cole Strange all pumped up, yeah. spiking it? I can't wait. My Actually, I have no. We'll save our bold takes, predictions, and everything yes. for later just on. Trust me, I want. I, got, I want to make so many already. I got some things. I got some things to say, but one of them involves Cole Strange. Um, but it just he he. I hope that Aguilar kind of fits into the role here. I think he should. There shouldn't be an issue with it because I think the the wide receiver room is kind of perfect right now. You know, you have Devontae Parker, who for all ten, for all intents and purposes is going to be your number one. He's going to be out yes. there all the time. You know, he's going to be the one out there. You got in Jacoby theory. Myers, who is, yeah. again, in theory, he's going to be your slot guy. He's going to play the majority of the snaps as well. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne will be out there a fair amount, but he'll be doing some crazy shit, you know, reverses, all that. Yeah. Aguilar, if he can... He's like the gadget guy to me. Like Thornton and Nelly are like the, we're going to change up the pace. It's going to be a lot of short passes. And then Nelly and Thornton will come in and rip it long. Just go. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can have, you know, Aguilar really start to progress in the offense, that'll make it easier for Tyquan Thornton to kind of fall in behind and still, you know, learn the offense, learn everything and still make, you know, kind of, contribute when he's when he's needed then you got the running backs not worried about them i mean Ramondre stevenson we know he's the back of the future damian harris maybe they're trying to get him to catch him more because they want to showcase him a little bit more just to kind of maybe build up his trade value something like that james white yeah. we know who james white is i'm not i mean yeah, perfect it's james white yeah he can do yeah. no wrong um but you mentioned um marcus jones i want to talk about the other jones jack jones i guess yes. has looked really good too people have said um he's looked really you know chippy that's been the thing he's been yeah yeah which you know i mean hey i actually drove by panda express that i I thought about him over the weekend i was like "Ah, if i was him i'd probably go in there and get some illegally Um, it's pretty good but yeah jack jones i guess has looked good jalen mills it looks like he has finally recovered from that injury so he has looked good um i guess uh, you know, he's looked he he's looked like a starting, you know, a starting caliber guy. Joshua Bledsoe, the safety for the Pats. He's his name has been brought up. I guess he's been playing a lot more with the starters with the first team. So and I know he's kind of been hurt. So it's good to see him coming out there too. Like I yeah, this defense, I don't, I don't think he's gonna contribute much though. Like in my eyes, like that's he's playing Adrian Phillips role. And when Adrian Phillips is back, he won't be on the field yeah yeah i think it's good that he's getting the he's getting yes. the reps because if anything it just kind of keeps them 
keeps them, you know, ready for, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. keeps them a little dangerous. Um, Yeah. I, this, the defense is one of those things where I'm like, I feel like they're going to continue to be really good still. Like I know that we're no reason to doubt them. Like no one is, no one is pumped about the secondary, obviously, or or, or I guess I shouldn't say that no one is thinking the secondary is going to be a strength. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. I mean, especially you got Christian Barmore wrecking offensive yeah. lines and Judon, you know, eating lunch. I'm not. I mean, worried. you got to think about it. They, they have to cover guys for three seconds until Judon and Barmore, God Show, yep. and Lawrence Guy mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Guy. Oh, yep. He's huge. About Lawrence Guy. Gigantic. Lawrence Guy. Oh my god. Absolute moose of a man. I uh, I can't wait to see. Oh, and that Ronnie yep. Perkins. We all know Ronnie Perkins yep. is going to do well. Um, it, it's going to break my heart when he gets cut before the season, though. It's going <laughs> to break my goddamn heart. I can already see it coming because I it, he's like the one guy that I've been all for. I I don't even know if, if I'll be on the show. I might just have like a stand in, just like a, a picture of me on the screen. <laughs> a little cardboard cutout of you crying. Yeah, yeah, just sad, just pure sadness. Um, yeah, I did not see much of him when I was there. So one, one thing I did see, um, and kind of what I mentioned before, as I like to think I'm an optimistic Patriots fan, um, I like to think you are as well. There are, there's a certain viewpoint that I'm seeing where a lot of people are saying that the Patriots offense has been struggling. They look disjointed, all this stuff. And might be the case, I guess, you know, Mac has had a rough couple of days, whatever, but it's one of those things. When you see that, do you choose to be worried a week into training camp or are you more like, well, why aren't we giving credit to the defense for showing up and making plays? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why it has to be either. Like if the offense does bad on the offense, when the defense does, does well, like it's, it's a weird, it's a weird line that I always see. And it's like, I think it can be both. I think the offense can be, you know, not hitting on all cylinders, but there's no need to, to say that that's a worry, which I literally read an article on Nesson where, or, or Nesson tweeted it out where it was like, should we start worrying about it? And everyone's like, oh, you know, does Mac Jones have the right signal call? Like we're starting to bring that fucking shit up again. And it's like, yeah. guys, we are a week into training camp. Calm down. Like I, like I, there is little to nothing that could happen where I would be like actually worried about anything right Unless now. Unless a like, player even, goes down, then I'm like, of course. Oh. Yeah. Someone gets hurt yeah. or like, you know, maybe some player keeps showing frustration or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Even like, or if we had to kill Harry on the roster, I'd be very, but I would, that would be hard. Well, we, we still wouldn't be doing the show if Nikhil Harry was yeah. on the roster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We would still be, you know, temporary leave, but I, I'm not, yeah, there protesting. is not many things can happen. That would make me now. If we're talking a week before the season, a couple weeks before the season, and things still look disjointed and crappy and all that, that, yeah. But even then, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like the my antennas are up for a little bit, but I'm not going to be like, oh my god, this is this is an issue. Like, oh my god, why is Matt Patricia here? Joe Judge should have kept McDaniel's Mister Run Third and Draw on you know Third and Eight. We should have done all this stuff. Why aren't any of the coaches named? Why doesn't anybody have titles? Define me. Define me. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. I would, I would literally just sit there and be like, ah, well, that's you know, eh, something to something to look something to look into. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not really worried. If I was a coach. Look, I want my defense to dominate in training camp and whatnot because come actual game time, 
it's all offense all the time. The league's rules are slanted toward the offense. Yep. So during the season, the defense, it's all on the defense because yeah, it's going to be like, all right, well, the other team's going to score 20 points. Just hold hold them to 20 points and you'll win. But like, no matter what, this isn't the early 2000s anymore. We're not going to get a six to nine game. Haha. But like friggin' it's, it's all offense all the time in the league now it's very skewed so i want the defense to be balling out the the training camp and preseason get those reps while teams are making mistakes capitalize on those mistakes because come regular season time everyone's going to be ready and all those reps are going to be ready to pull every pass interference flag they're going to do everything they can to keep it high scoring they want entertainment they want the casual viewer to love football when i when i was at training camp Mac threw a pass and it wasn't a great pass, but it wasn't an outright terrible pass. This was uh, basically like it wasn't seven on sevens because the offensive line was in there, but in the defensive line, it was just uh, like defensive players had pads and like they would rush, but they wouldn't okay. go for the quarterback, obviously, because you can't hit them. And yeah. the outside corners had, you know, pads on each hand and they would press and oh, then the yeah, receivers yeah. I love would when they go by. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Mac throws like basically right off the line. I think it was supposed to be um, Kendrick Bourne kind of slips behind Jalen Mills. And Mac was trying to fit this pass and Jalen Mills picks it off with two pats on his hand. My man. And I, and I was just like, oh my God. Cause like, Green I, Goblin. I, I don't hold the highest opinion of him, but I was like, God damn. Like we're making plays with pats on our hands on defense. I was like, no. Sh-. And like the whole crowd was like, what the fuck? Cause it was, there's a huge line of players that stand on the edge. So you can't see some stuff. This was on the far side of the field. Everyone could see it. It was a wide open, just snags it like clean, like claps and the balls in between his hands with two pads on them. And everyone was like, what the fuck? And it's just that. one of those things where if I was a coach, I'd be like, holy shit, that was excellent. That was the best play of camp because you are hampered. You, <laughs> you caught a ball something. with, you caught a ball with, with cushions on your hand. Yeah. Like, like in the ball should go right through and you just clamp the shit. And I was like, Oh my God. And that's what I'm talking about. If I'm the coach, I'm like, I love defense that. it up. Yeah. Cause, and you got to think what, what side of the ball plays with more, you know, when they got their swagger going, when they got their confidence, what side of the ball benefits from that more? The defense, the defense yeah. is always the one you want a cornerback with a little bit of chippiness. You want a defense to play with a little bit of swagger, a little bit of that, you know, extra, whatever offense. It's more, listen, man, we are going to methodically beat the shit out of you defense. It's like, you know, you get more hyped up, you know, all that fun stuff. I would much rather have the defense have a tremendous offseat or a tremendous, you know, camp and everything. So when they go in there yeah. week one, they're, they're, you know, riding high from, yeah, you know, God, I know I can beat you because we were just beating our own offense. And I believe that our offense is better than your offense. So if I can, if I can pick off Mac Jones with, with, you know, pillows on my hand, you don't think I can pick off Tua in week one in Miami. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Like that, that is what I would rather see. Now, don't get me wrong. I want the offense to, to do what they're doing, making great catches and all that stuff. To me, it's more, I want the offense to be the ones who are like executing the plays, even if the outcome or, you know, if it's a bad pass here and there, that's always going to happen. You are never always going to get a good pass. I'd rather have the defense be the ones who are making the plays because they're the ones who will have more opportunity to do that in the regular season. Because like you said, who knows what's going on in the, like, who knows if, if that was a game, if they would have called, you know, just to use that play, if they would have called Jalen Mills for, you know, pass interference off the line yeah. or something, which they probably wouldn't, they wouldn't have, but just kind of, you never know, like you said, where it was like, you know, the refs are going to call more 
you know, when they're on the field. So and like, I you, would like you said, much rather like we, we play some bad quarterbacks. So we had like six picks on Zach Wilson alone in two games last year. So like, yeah, get, get that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried. I, I, I don't, I, I, it's just, and I know that, you know, the beat writers, they got to write their thing. They got to have their articles. They got to do that stuff. I understand that, but it's just, it's so tiring when every single thing that happens, it's no, it's not your, it's not just your commentary on it. It's you, you say one thing and then it turns into it snowballs to yeah. like, Oh, the sky is fall. It, instead of just saying offense had an off day or an off couple of days, defense showed up. It's should we be worried about the offense is Mac. Mac Jones seems to have issues when it's 11 on 11, when there's pass rushers, like, is he getting the right coaching? Speaking of that, why hasn't Bill Belichick named anybody like this is unprecedented, even though it's not like they say all this stuff. And it's like, that to me is, the line between your fan who enjoys watching the team will still criticize them and everything, but is more of, you know, on that optimistic side, as opposed to a fan that just wants to find something to bitch about because who knows, that's just who they are. So I don't, it, it, it has never made sense to me when, when the defense you're going, like when your own defense beats you in plays, I don't think that means anything in terms of, how your offense is going to look overall in the season, you know? Yeah. So I don't, cause it, especially if you're sitting there thinking that your defense is going to be one of the better defenses, like who, why are we going to sit here and all of a sudden worry so much that they're playing better against you when they're in the same fucking building, when you're running your offensive plays and calling your offensive stuff. I don't get it. Um, so I'm not, I'm not worried about the offense. I want to run that by you. Cause I didn't know if you felt the same way or if you were one of the people who, who were like, Oh God, everything has to be perfect in the. Yeah. I'm, the, I'm on the overblown season. side. Yeah. Which, which I think, I think it is. Um, I think it is overblown. I, I do want to say still on the Dante Hightower watch. I know you talked <sighs> about Roquan. How's that looking? Nothing. There has been zero words with, um, with uh, with Hightower with uh, with McMillan, he's he's looking great. He's one of the three guys. I guess they said that the three um, that the three linebackers. I think who else was it? It was um, it was. I know they were talking about um, Raquan McMillan, um, not Anthony Jennings. Uh, oh no, it might have been. Yeah, it was Anthony Jennings and Jawan Ben. Love him. Those are the ones who they were like, you know, these these guys are are kind of showing up, you know, in the um, in the um, in, you know, preseason. They're kind of they're they're making plays. They're doing their thing. Um, Ronnie Perkins, I I think he's still kind of being eased back in. Um, (laughs) I hope I (laughs) I'm starting to get worried. but maybe he's just one of those guys who is going to show up as as the as it progresses, as the preseason progresses, and you know he'll he'll do his thing there. Hightower still is not here though. I have not even seen his name being tweeted or talked about with anybody, and I don't any team. Un- it's so strange. Nothing, and unfortunately, I don't even see. The more I keep reading about how these Patriots linebackers are doing, I don't think the Patriots are even gonna like really kick the tires on him unless he comes to them and says like, Hey, I do still need a paycheck. I do still need to eat. Like, what do you got? You know, yeah. um, I'll, it's, I'll it's, be a, I'll be a backup, I guess. 
something it's it's gonna suck when he ends up um when he ends up going to the bucks and playing with uh with tom brady which i feel like that would be devastating i don't know i feel yeah um oh mac wilson i guess is is playing well too he was he was the other guy mac wilson signing from from cleveland yep yep he's playing well too so so was this just like our because He's done fantastic in the past. Is this just our Dante Hightower bias talking? Was he really bad last year? And you and me just don't see it and we're missing something or we don't want to see it? Because if no other teams, like the Texans won't sign him, like no one. I don't. The the Jets, the Dolphins, like any of them. I don't know. Let me see. The only thing I can think of now is that it's injury. It's the only, let me see. Um, he had, I don't, let me see. So last year he had 64 combined tackles right. down from 2019, but that's more than 2018. That's more, that's, yeah. that's kind of right around. That's on the lower in 2016 when he was a, um, when he was a pro bowler, uh, he had 65 tackles. So he's doing well there. Um, he had one tackle for a loss. That's not great. No, it doesn't. There's yeah, he's nothing. He's never been like an interceptions guy. No. He didn't have any last year. So I'm not like, oh my God, he didn't get a pick last year. No, that's never been his type. No, I think it, it has to be just the fact that we got he's getting up there in age. Yeah, I don't know. It, like it, The only thing I can think of is his age and maybe – Teams are staying away from him because it maybe teams have called him and he's kind of turned it down where he's just like, listen, it's either Patriots or I'm good with money. So I don't, that, Which would that's be one awesome, of the, but I don't know. I also feel like I'm being uh, neglected or like uh, shunned from watching Dante Hightower play football. And I thought he was fantastic. Like he was, he was 54 after Teddy Bruschi. There was a reason he was 54. He's a big baller and the leader of our defense for years. And I just, I'm completely stunned. This is one of the things with sports in general, not just football, where I'll look at guys and be like, they're more than capable of being on any team. Why aren't mm-hmm. they? And immediately like working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I just like typed his name into Twitter, Dante Hightower. No, there is no nothing, news. no news so at all. Um, Raekwon McMillan learned from watching Dante Hightower. I like that. Yeah. Um, yep. I guess Pierre Strong, our running back, was mistaken for Dante Hightower um, by a couple reporters. That is kind of good. I mean, if you're being, <laughs> I mean, big, big fucking Do must boy. be a meat house. Yeah. Um, I got yeah. There's who's, who's the other running back that we got late, like Kevin Jones or something like that. Uh, Another Jones, something um, like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. He had nice, nice catch in uh, practice when I saw him. The Mister Calves, he was. Uh, yeah, it was. was... He had a nice catch. I'll tell you right now. So it was Pierre Strong, obviously, and then there was who did you say? Kevin Jones. Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris. Okay. Kevin it's Harris, either Harris or Jones. Everyone on the team is Harris or Jones. They're all. Yeah. That's that. I think Kevin that Harris, again, yeah. that's what I think Belichick is doing. He's just building a team of one last name. So we, that's like the, all, that's the next, that's the next yeah. line. He's just, he's playing a game within a game, but yeah, no, I didn't see much of Pierre strong. It was all the later uh, running back. And then a lot of like force feed of Damian Harris. 
Yeah, I guess uh, I guess Strong has like kind of been in and out. I guess he had a good uh, good practice today, uh, or maybe yeah. it was yesterday. But yeah, the only thing that's coming up with Dante Hightower is just that Raekwon McMillan tries to model his game after him. Which, I mean, that's a good model. That's and the glad we got him, but that's the way to go. But yeah, no one like there is nothing. I mean, I'm back to July tweets. Nothing going on. Um, so strange. I'll never understand that about sports. I guess a couple people have kind of put out the, you know, rumors are that Dante Hightower is considering retirement. That would make sense. Yep. That would make sense. Um, yeah. So maybe teams aren't interested if he's, you know, halfway in and halfway out. And it all comes full circle. You know why teams aren't interested in players that are halfway in and halfway out? Because when you play football on a team, you need to be laser focused. Ha ha, yep. Tom. You need to be la- fucking ironic like that laser. that's his thing. Laser yeah. focus. Oh, I gotta be laser focused. Where the hell were your lasers when you were on the team in 2019? Apparently probably? shooting all over the place. Oh my god. I, I think that is that is a good that's a good full circle way to to end to actually I do have one thing i wanted to ask you a little trivia question because i heard Ooh. it and i was like that's fucking weird i didn't even know that this was a thing and i was like oh yeah they hey, did man. do this troy brown what round was he drafted in Ooh, i don't think you will get this and that has no. nothing to do with your with your nope, smarts definitely. or anything i'm taking a I shot did. in the dark here but get, do you know what year he was drafted why that might help me i'll tell you hold on a uh, little little uh, filibustering here. Um, Troy Brown draft year. Let's uh, let's let's find out together. See, I did this before. It brings up some fucking NBA player. I don't give a shit. Nineteen. Oh my god. Nineteen ninety three. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> Fifteen yeah. years, all with the Patriots. Um, okay, that didn't help. When me um, when was he drafted? I have to take a shot in the dark here. Yeah. And say he was a fifth round pick. Are you ready? Eighth round, which doesn't even exist anymore. No fucking way. When I heard eight, I was like, <laughs> You're like it, that has to be a mistake. It goes to seven. Did you know? Another fun fact up until 2010, there was an eighth round. 2010 was when they cut that out. Yeah. There was an eighth round. Really? I'm pretty sure. Um, what? Round? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, there is just no, just no way. I'm pretty sure it was. When, when did the NFL eight, imagine get rid <laughs> of the eighth round in the draft? I'm pretty sure I saw it was 2010. Um, when did the NFL draft move to seven rounds in 2010, the NFL moved to a three day, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me see. Let me see. Imagine being one of the players that was taken in the eighth round, like a couple of years before they were moved the eighth round. And then you're just like, Whoa, like I really <laughs> like, made it now. You're like, Holy shit. Yeah. I like barely, like, God, <laughs> yeah. if, it, if it was around now, it wouldn't even, uh, it wouldn't even yeah. matter. It would have been undrafted. Holy shit. Let me see. Um, okay, maybe it wasn't 2010. Maybe it maybe it wasn't 2010. I lied. I, I can't gonna say that seems that seems wildly late. Well, that's why yeah. I was so. I, guess I, I wouldn't be surprised. He was a fucking eighth round pick. Fifteen years. 
15 yet. The fact that he was drafted in 1993 is crazy to me. Crazy to me. Cause that just doesn't seem that like, that just doesn't seem. That's well before Belichick. Real. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think yeah, Belichick cause came in and what? Cause he came in 2099, 2000. Did he come in right around there? Right. And then it was Pete Carroll for a little bit. And then we had Bill. It was probably Bill Parcells. who drafted him. Probably. Yep. Um, when did the NFL reduce the rounds? In 1970, they went from 12 to eight. Why do, why did they make this so difficult to figure? Seriously. Okay. 2000. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. No, not 2000. You know, okay. I, I give up. I don't know when we'll yeah. never know. We'll never know yeah, when the happened. world may never know. All I know is that Troy Brown drafting the eighth round. Crazy. Crazy. I Damn. saw that. And I was like, I wonder if anybody knows this. because oh, I, I had no idea, but, um, what a big but yeah, baller, but yeah, that's that. So do you have any parting words before we, um, before we get out of here? I guess we go forward with Roquan McMillan. There we go. There we go. Dante Hightower. Um, if you're out there, please we come back. You. That's fine. Yeah. And if you don't man, retire, well-earned, uh, Patriots hall of famer, probably, uh, do you, uh, real quick. Yes or no. Dante Hightower, NFL Hall of Famer? NFL? NFL. No. 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 Yeah, I don't think so. Either. No, Patriots Hall of not. Famer, though. Yeah. I think it's a shoe in for the Patriots Hall of Fame. So, um, But with that being said, as always, fuck Tom Brady. This is Tuck Rule Takes. I'm Mike Sullivan. That's Liam McDade. We will see you next week for episode 44, um, the Ooh. Heath Evans episode. Um, I was thinking Heath James Ahedabo. James yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll do that. We'll do that. For no, the James ahead hey, of Bo. No, no, no. I'm a fullback. You're a fullback guy. You're a through. fullback guy. We're gonna, yep. we're gonna keep it with uh Lee Evans or not Lee Evans. Heath, Heath, Heath Evans. Lee Evans. Evans. Yeah, yeah. God no. Gonna... Um, but yeah, like I said, next week, same time, same place. Um, and as always, the mantra. Of course, we love James White. We are a pro James White, not pro Straight Tom up. Brady podcast. So, with that being said, screw you, Tom Brady. We out. Ditto. Sweetie.